0: This is Susanna Hills podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Hi there, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this broadcast. Um, If you've been following our series, you'll know that we are busy uh, talking about uh, being planted for the splendor. And it's based on the passage in Isaiah uh, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And quite frankly, it's a most amazing thing that we, we have the privilege of being a reflection of the splendor and the glory of God. You remember in Hebrews chapter 1 uh, it says that uh, Jesus is the reflection of the glory of God. And in the same way, you and I, as Christians, are a reflection of the glory of God. We have the light of Christ living in us, and today we're going to be looking at um, our shared inheritance uh, as, as Christians, and I'm pretty sure that uh, we all know what inheritance is. Uh, unfortunately, I've only been on the receiving end of once a very small inheritance, um, but it's we talk a lot about inheritance. I think we all know what it is. It's, it's something in the future that we are going to receive one day. And uh, we wanna have a look today at what is our Christian inheritance? What is our inheritance as children of God? And obviously it's a massive subject. And I'm trusting that as I share today, you'll be inspired and that, that you'll just catch hold again of the awesome privilege of being in partnership with God um, and, and walking into your inheritance, not only in this life but in the, the life to come. You know, each day as I come to the church office, uh, I pass an art studio, and at the art studio they, they have a Harley Davidson motorbike in, in the window. And I've been traveling past that, that um, studio um, for about one and a half years. And, you know, so often as I go past and I look at this lovely Harley Davidson in the window, um, I, I think what, what, a, what a shame that this, this beautiful Harley Davidson is just sitting in a window for, for people to look at. It's, it's just in a glass case. And, you know, I often imagine myself on this, on this Harley. I used to ride motorbikes, and uh, it would be an incredible dream for me uh, to own uh, my, own, my own Harley and I, and I look at this Harley Davidson in a display cabinet and I'm thinking there's something very wrong with this picture. That Harley was made to be ridden. That Harley was, was, was made for, for the road. It's for someone to sit on and to go out into the open spaces, feel the wind in their face, uh, feel the thrill of, of being on this, this incredible Machine and and I must be honest that so often I go past there and I say, "Yo Lord, um, I I could just see myself on this Harley, just to 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 feel that um, engine beneath me and feel a wind in my face as 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 I catch the highway." And 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 that's what I want to share with you today. Um, You and I have been created with an incredible destiny. Every one of us has got a God-given destiny, and the exciting thing is that. That when we come to faith in Christ, that destiny—excuse <coughs> me—that uh, destiny kicks in, and um, there there is within us this this imprint of, of God. We've been created in the image of God, and and we've been created with this this destiny to to be children of God and to enter into the fullness of His promises for our life, both in this life and in the life to come. But you know what I find really sad, is that so many Christians have a kind of a, a a very one dimensional view of um, eternal life. You know, many Christians are just so happy that they've been saved, they've been redeemed, and that when they die, they're going to heaven. And sadly for many people, that's the sum total of their Christian experience. I'm not saying they don't know God, of course they know God, they're born again, they're born of the spirit, but I've met hundreds and hundreds of people over my 50 years of ministry uh, who, who just seem content to um, be waiting for, for, for heaven. And, and yet I want to encourage you, as I encourage myself, that we've been created with destiny, we, we are going to inherit the earth, we are gonna uh, inherit an eternal life, we, we are gonna be with, with, with God forever, and for every one of us there's, there's this glorious inheritance that, that we begin to tap in now, and we walk into in, in, in eternity, you know, I, I just think it's so sad when, when, when Christians uh, have this, this very stilted view of what eternal life is. Um, I, I want us today to, to have a look, a brief look at what eternity is and what's the end goal of, of your life and mine. Well, let's have a quick look at some of the biblical facts. We know that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. And he was, he was different because he, the, the body that was smashed up on, on Good Friday on the cross was completely renewed except, as we know, for the, the scars in his hand and his feet and in his side. But he was the same Jesus. You remember... Um, how Jesus had to, had to um, calm the disciples when he appeared to them in the, in, in the night and they were terrified. They thought it was a ghost because naturally Jesus had died and the only way that they would, would see him again was to see him as, as almost like a spiritual being. And he said, no, no, I'm not a ghost. It's me. And you remember Thomas, the, the one who said, unless I put my, my fingers... Um, my hand in his side, I will not believe. And you remember how Jesus appeared to them as they were gathered together as a group of believers. And he said, well, Thomas, here I am. Put your hand in my side. It's me. You you remember that Jesus uh, even had a briar on the beach um, uh, with the the disciples. And so he he was alive. It was um, the, the same person, Jesus, with this wonderful renewed body this glorified body. And so I want to quickly get in and, and, and uh, let's have a quick look at uh, what was the plan of God. So we need to understand, first of all, that God only had one plan for the, for the, human, the human race. There was no plan B. Um, there was one wonderful plan. God created us uh, in his image. He created us for fellowship he created us as an expression of his love. And when, when there was this uh, awful intrusion um, in Eden, when the serpent appeared to Eve and seduced her into eating of the forbidden fruit, um, God didn't say, oh my goodness, um, I, I need to make another plan. No. God has one plan. He's always had one plan you remember how in the garden God blessed Adam and Eve and he said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth I mean, just, just think for a moment how incredible it was that, that Adam had the privilege of naming all the animals. He was in partnership with God. They were part of this whole amazing project, life on this beautiful, beautiful earth. But then, as I say, we have this, this horrible interruption um, in, in, in uh, Eden as, as the serpent um, somehow is allowed into this perfect space. And Adam and Eve are seduced. And they they are seduced by this thing of, yes, we want to become like God. And uh, we don't hear God saying, oh, no, they've gone and spoilt the whole thing now. What do I do now? There's got to be a plan B. No, there's no plan B. There's always been one plan. And that is for God to be in fellowship with man. And that plan is absolutely still in place despite this, this horrible detour. I, I wanna encourage you that the same heritage that was placed into Adam and Eve, the same destiny, that same God-given purpose is alive and well. And Jesus has come to redeem that purpose. And, and I'm gonna take you through a, a, a bit of the journey, the, a bit of the story of God um, through the Old Testament and, and just show you how God is in this process of redeeming the heritage that was lost. And, and if I can put it this way, it's, it's this wonderful promise of paradise regained. And you and I are moving towards a paradise regained. Not, ju- not, not just an Eden where it started, but an Eden where, where we live with God. On the renewed earth and we then go on in project earth together with God in Genesis 12 enters um, this wonderful person Abraham the the father of our Christian faith and it says the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring I will give this land so he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him and so I want you to see that from the very beginning um, it's about it's about land and that land becomes a picture of our earth. And then in Genesis 13, the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. Now, isn't that amazing? I'm going to give you this land forever and surely that is a picture of the earth because it's going to be forever and it's God's land. And I believe that's a picture of of the new earth, that we are going to receive new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. In Genesis 17, it says, Behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. And so you and I are moving towards a moment in history when all the nations, when people from all nations will be worshipers of God and we will dwell together um, on a renewed earth. In Romans 4, uh, Paul says, and, and here's a man who fully understands the Old Testament. He's, he's birthed out of that whole culture and that, 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 that whole covenant. And he says, for the promise to Abram and his offspring that he would be heir of the world and friends that is that is our heritage to be heirs of the world to be heirs of the father and co-heirs with Christ and we get a picture of of this land and so we fast forward to to Moses encountering God in the wilderness. And God says, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And friends, there again, we're getting a picture of land. We're getting a picture of a prosperous, wonderful land. You remember when the spies were sent in to spy out the land, they came back uh, with these massive bunches of grapes that were it had to be carried on the shoulders of two men that is a picture of abundance that is a, a, a picture of a, of paradise regained quite frankly and that is a picture of the heritage that was lost with our parents Adam and Eve and and I want you to see that God is in the process of restoring that inheritance to his children that's a a a, a promise of of the inheritance for God's people listen to what Paul says to the Corinthians he says so let let no one boast in men for all things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future all are yours that is a massive statement that, that the You know, it says, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And, and Paul's saying the world is ours. And friends, I, I want to encourage you and I want to stir you. We are not living for a future life somewhere in the clouds with some kind of a mystical spirit body. No, we are gonna be redeemed We are going to be restored, we're going to be renewed, we are going to be remade, we are going to be given a glorified body to endure, enjoy the the creation that, that God has created for us. And here's the most amazing thing. You and I are called to be partners in the purpose of God. We see from the beginning with Abraham, God draws Abraham into a covenant relationship to redeem the world and he, he drew Israel into a partnership as, as a light to the world, a, a partner in mission as we've been hearing in previous, in previous um, uh, sermons on, on, on the subject of, of this, uh, the, the, the being displayed for his splendour. We're on mission with God and, and Israel was partnering with God and they became, they became the birth chamber of, of, of the Messiah. They were the preparation of the Messiah who would um, complete this, this glorious mission of, of redemption. And friends, that's our heritage. You and I are on mission with God for the display of His splendor. That's our heritage. That's part of our amazing inheritance. And have a look what Paul says in, in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. He says, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Friends, I want to encourage you today. If you're a Christian, if you've been filled with the Spirit of God, you've been born from above, I want to stir you. I want to encourage you. You've been created in Christ Jesus for good works that have been prepared beforehand. That's your God-given destiny. That is your heritage. God has got specific works for you to do, whether you are a plumber, a bricklayer, um, a carpenter, a doctor, a a, a nurse, a scientist, an engineer, a a, a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, you've been created in Christ for good works that will bring glory to God. It's for you to walk in them now and for us to walk into them in the future. And I want you to notice something very important about this whole thing of inheritance. God had made this amazing promise to the people of Israel that you will have a land flowing with milk and honey. But they had to physically go in and enter. They had to go and fight the giants in the land. They had to go and fight the pagan kings and the pagan people, the idolaters. They had to pull down. The shrines of idolatry and they had to walk in and possess the land friends I want to encourage you you've probably heard this many times but you and I are called to enter into the promises of God both corporately and individually and just like the people of Israel we will have enemies to face we'll have giants in the land but we are called to possess the land we I believe have been baptized and empowered by the holy spirit to walk into that land of promise to lay hold of that for which god has laid hold of us to be stretching out for our inheritance in this life that will extend into the next life listen to what paul says to the ephesians in chapter 1 he says in him in jesus when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him you were sealed with the promised holy spirit listen to this who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory friends what is the promise what are we going to possess friends we are going to possess the earth the meek shall inherit the earth the kingdom of God will come on the earth we amongst millions of Christians have been praying for 2,000 years as Jesus taught us, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Friends, we have not been redeemed to be a spirit one day in a cloudy atmosphere playing harps and passing the time, no, we have been given this God-given destiny to rule and reign and have dominion over the earth. Remember, Project Earth was interrupted by sin, and God has a plan to renew the earth and for us to continue in Project Earth, heaven on earth, us reigning with King Jesus, doing amazing exploits for him. And so we have this guarantee of our inheritance through the Holy Spirit. And as we walk by faith, we are beginning to walk in our inheritance. I have the privilege of being a believer for many years. I've had the privilege of being in the ministry for for 50 years. And friends, I want to encourage you, especially if you're a new believer, as you walk by faith, as you embrace your destiny by faith, as you walk into the land of promise by faith, You will begin to see your heritage unfolding. You will learn day by day what it means to be a child of God, living in the promises of God. You will learn that you are on a journey that has begun now, but will go into eternity. Friends, there's no discontinuity in God. Jesus has died to redeem us and restore the kingdom to us. And The only interruption we will experience is death. Friends, for the Christian, death is purely an interruption. We will simply pass through and we will be in the presence of the Lord. And you remember what Paul said, he said, to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. Friends, I wanna encourage you, I heard a wonderful preacher recently say this, "Heaven, heaven is a stopover. It's a beautiful stopover. But that's not the end, friends. We don't stay there. Heaven is coming to earth. And for those who've passed on to this very day, those Christians who've passed on, they are in the presence of God, Old Testament and New Testament. They're in the presence of God. They're in the stopover, this glorious stopover in the presence of the Lord. But friends, that's a very brief interruption as we move into the life that's been prepared Jesus said, I've got to prepare a place for you. And, and he's preparing, he's preparing this eternal place. And so we have, we have the down payment, friends. Surely, we're not sitting here parking off saying, I can't wait for heaven, I can't wait for heaven. No, Jesus said, pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven now. And so we have this amazing, this amazing experience that we experience God's kingdom now, not in fullness, but every time someone's healed the kingdom has come every time someone is saved the kingdom has come every single victory is a manifestation of the rule and the governance of God on earth through Jesus Christ and that's our heritage friends we are experiencing we are tasting Paul says we taste we are tasting of the age to come not this this ethereal um, spooky experience of spirit somewhere in, in 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 some eternal space no, this concrete reality of us possessing the earth, of, of us walking into the fullness of God's incredible inheritance for us. And so we, the redeemed of the Lord, are partnering uh, with God. We are enjoying part of our inheritance now. Day by day, we are in, enjoying it. And we're going to um, move into a, a sphere after death where we are back, fully in line with God's amazing project. And so that, that I want to emphasize for you, that as we persevere in our faith, as, as, as we live lives fully, fully dedicated to the Lord, there, there's, there's a perpetual life. It's not I've lived this life, shoo, thank you Lord, that's over. And now I'm going to the next life, and it's a whole different life. Now my friends, if you look at the scriptures, it's a life of perpetual continuity. Yes, there's an interruption called death, but it's purely an interruption for the Christian. And we're just at that wonderful, wonderful stopover, this glorious motel, waiting with the Lord for that day. And it's perpetual, it's continual. And so, our friends, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to press into the promises of God. I want to encourage you to be stirred and say, God, what have you put me here for? How can I be the display of your splendor? How can I be a reflection of your glory? How can I be a reflection of your nature? How can I be a reflection of your purpose for mankind to save, to heal, to strengthen, to, to clothe, to feed, to heal? How can I move into that more and more? How can I possess the land? Friends, it's not all about us. It's all about Him. You and I are for the display of His splendor, not for our comfort, for His glory. That's inheritance, friends, living into the promises of God to touch a broken, dying world. And I want to encourage you with this scripture. It's quite a frightening scripture in a way. Because Paul's saying in a way, be careful how you're building. No greater foundation can anyone lay that which is in Christ Jesus. And he he talks about not building with wood, hay and stubble, but with uh, precious stones and gold. And he says, one day our works will be tested. And the fire will test it. And that which is built on wood, hay and stubble will, will, will vanish. It will be burned up. And all we'll have left is, is that which we've built for God's glory. The precious stones, the gold, the investment into the kingdom. I, I, I love this very moving word that Paul has when he speaks to Timothy and he says, here's a man who, who understood eternity. He said, I, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. The faith. Henceforth is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Friends, if you and I have loved the appearing of Christ in our lives, and if we are looking forward to the appearing of Christ at the end of time, and we, we are building with, with, with gold and precious stones. We are investing into the kingdom with our lives, with our gifts, with our talents, with our treasures. We can say with Paul, I fought the fight, I've run the race, I've finished the race. And there's the crown of righteousness. And then we will go into eternity with, with God and we will go into this changeover and move into the fullness of our inheritance as God's children. And here's this amazing scripture, which to me kind of really just emphasizes this. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9, Paul says, but as it is written, and he is quoting Old uh, Old Testament scripture, he says, what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, friends, that scripture is not talking about pie in the sky when you die. It's not talking about becoming a spirit one day, playing a harp on a, on a cloud and just biding time. No, friends. Eternity is much more concrete than that. It is God's people being raised up, restored, and living in a new heaven and a new earth. And, and, and we can't imagine. We've got pictures of it. We've, we've got an inkling of it. And so Paul says, no eye has seen nor ears heard or heart has imagined what is prepared for those who love him. We are working friends, as Paul says, he says um, to the, the Corinthians further on, he says in Second Corinthians four, for this light momentary affliction, this life on earth, this interruption on earth, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not at the things that are seen but at the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient they pass away but the things that are unseen are eternal friends that's the hope of the christian life that is the life we've been called into that is the life of the spirit that is the heritage of the saints not playing harps on a cloud not floating around in some kind of spirit body no ones who inherit the earth listen listen to these wonderful words by Tim Keller he says quoting Romans 8 the creation waits with eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed that means there's coming a moment in history when the sons of God you and I children of God will will come into our day when we'll be manifested and we'll shine and the world that has been so skeptical and so critical and so, unbelievable and so unbelieving will see the sons of God shining like the sun and that moment of, of coronation will come and listen to what Tim Keller says, there is a glory coming that will be so blindingly powerful that when it falls upon us, it will envelop the whole created order and glorify it along with us. We will bring nature with us into a renewed, restored, redeemed reality. We will be as perfectly holy as Christ and thus as dazzlingly dazzlingly beautiful as he is, that is what glory is. And friends that's the ultimate of the display of his splendour. That is what we have been born into. That is our heritage. That is our inheritance. This glorious life with a gloriously redeemed earth in which righteousness dwells. Friends, I want to encourage you that one day we will be resurrected. We will be renewed. We will be re-energized. We will be restored. We will be recreated. We will be recommissioned. That's the glory friends that's the glory that's the display of his splendor heaven is a stopover as we wait for the final bell to ring and all things are made new just as we are born again the very world will be born again and god will restore all things the heritage of god will be fully manifested and friends right now you and I have the privilege of participating with him in project earth as he redeems mankind and as he redeems the world so friends as I've shared today I trust that your heart has been stirred afresh as Paul says that I I may lay hold of that for which he's laid hold of me Paul knew why God had laid hold of him not only to be redeemed and saved, but to be, to be an apostle to the Gentiles, a man who, who only knew Jewish culture, the Jewish faith, and God did a complete switch around. His inheritance was with the Gentiles. Friends, what has God laid hold of you for? I want to say to you, you've got a purpose for life. You've got a destiny. You've got a God-given destiny. You've got a heritage. There's there's an inheritance that begins now and goes into eternity. I trust that you are stirred today and you are are reaching out and say, Lord, all this you've done for me, what can I do for you? Where's my place? How do I fit in? How am I to reflect your splendor in, in, in this chaotic world? Friends, get into that journey. Trust God for grace in this journey, for his empowering spirit in this journey that you'll be a reflection of his glory maybe as you're watching this maybe you haven't come into this journey yet maybe you're not yet a believer maybe you've been thinking about this whole thing of faith and of Jesus Christ and of eternity I I trust that your heart has been opened today I trust that there's a longing in your heart right now to say God I want to be part of this I I want you I want to understand who I am I I want you to come into this place where I receive my life back from you. So if if that's you today, you feeling a stirring, you're saying, if this is what the Christian life is about, then I want in. It's it's so real. It's not just the forgiveness forgiveness of sins, it's this amazing heritage and inheritance. And this eternal, this whole eternal aspect, it's, it's radical. God loved the world so much that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Friends, this is eternity. To be with Jesus, reigning with Him forever on a renewed earth. You may be saying right now, God, if this is true, I I, I want in. And so I want to encourage you, if, if that's your heart right now, let me pray with you and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Just say, Father God, I long to be in a relationship with you, I long to know your your peace. I long to know your purpose. I long to know your promises for my life. And so I come to you in faith this, to, today, and I and I just repent of my sin. And I and I ask you, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. And and by faith, Lord Jesus, I I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me, cleanse me, wash me. Come into my life. Lord, I I want to say, I want to commit my life to you today. I, I want to open my life to you today. I want to say, Lord, come into my life. It's as simple as that. God knows your heart. The moment you reach out to God, he reaches out to you. And so, Father, I pray for any person now who's prayed this prayer. I pray that you'd meet them right now, that you'd fill them with your peace, that you'd cleanse them of their sin and that you would place within them this understanding that they've been created for eternity and an eternity with you. So bless them, strengthen them, encourage them, empower them as they walk from this day on with you forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.